Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. The Lord spoke clearly to me during the week that he's calling us into a place of surrender. And in that place called surrender is a reforming because God is longing to do something new in our lives and our hearts. Amen. But how many times does it come to that place of where we want God to do something new, we we want there to be for him to do something new and yet we just we really don't know how to position ourselves to embrace that newness of what he wants to do so often it can be a place of well what do i have to pay for this newness what's it going to cost me what's What's it going to look like on the other side? Or what's it going to be like when God does this new thing in my life? Does it, does, does it, does it mean that I get crucified? Does it mean that I get stoned? Or you know, do, does it mean that it's going to cost me my job? And what are you going to ask? And what are you going to require of me, Lord, for this sense of newness, for this new season that you're calling me into? Friends, I want to tell you it starts with surrender. But I promise you it never ends with loss. To walk into a new season with God starts in that place of, Lord, I give you everything. Even though in that place and in that that position of your life, even though you might think to yourself, gosh, that means everything. Will I lose my identity? Will I will I lose my bank account? Will I will I lose my house, my shirt, my family? You said, Lord, everything. Friends, we live in an upside-down kingdom where in the kingdom of the world, surrender costs you everything and you get nothing in return. Whereas in the kingdom of heaven, surrender costs you everything, but you get so much more. 
Friends, to step into a new season with God requires surrender. It starts with surrender, but it ends in a glory of untold riches. If you've got your Bibles with you, grab it out. I know we've prayed, but I just want to I just want to pray again and just open this up for a moment. Father, right now, do we just uh, we just open our hearts to receive your word, to receive your truth, Lord? For those watching online, Lord, just let your presence be upon their life, Lord. For those who are listening to this message, God, I pray that your Spirit would be outpoured upon their life, that you would touch them, that this word would minister into their heart, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are not only here to meet our need, but, Lord, you are here to do so much more. Jesus, we just thank you for your presence. And we recognize you here in this moment in Jesus' name. Amen? Wow. Do you ever get the feeling that you're in a, that you're in a moment and a place where anything can happen? That's what God's doing right now. It's not a season of next week. He's here right now. He's here right now. I heard the tassels of his garment as he, was, as he is walking through and touching our hearts and touching our lives. Amen? In the... Um, Jesus, help me give this message. So surrender is a big word, isn't it? (laughs) Surrender is a big word because it means a lot. It it almost demands everything. (laughs) And sometimes surrender is difficult in everyday life. I have in front of me right now uh, a list, and this was just my Saturday list. This is not my list of, uh, you know, of uh, things that, you know, I have to do, you know, here in the life of the church or, uh, you know, from Monday to Friday. This is just the Saturday list. Does anybody have a Saturday list? Like, yeah. Does anybody have a Monday list? A Tuesday list? I have to get that done then and I have to get this done then. And, you know, and it's, our lives are just, you know, if you're anything like me, I just had to, I, I said to Anna, I said, look, before I do anything, you know, uh, you know, I should say, after I have my coffee, I'm going to write a list because it was all these jobs and tasks were rattling around in my head and, 
And, uh, and I, I just find, for me, that it's really good that to stop them rattling around in my head, it's so much better when they're put on paper for me, right? I, t- I tend to be a visual person in that way. And it, it is quite disconcerting for me when they rattle around in my head and bounce around. It's like the bad ping pong game. You know that ping pong game with the, you know, back in the day. And, and, um, and so, you know, I, I, I'm juggling all these balls in my head. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll put it, I know, I know what'll make me feel better. I'll, I'll write a list. I'll put it down and, you know, and we've got to do some bottling soon. And so I've got to clean and arrange the bottles. Like there's about two years of dust all in them and on them, right? I've, I've got to get some weed killer. I've got to get put some, because how many know the gardens are just going nuts right now? Not so, right? Like you're watching the Trifford grass grow, you know? It's just crazy. I, I've got to do weed and feed because there's clover getting into my lawn. Come on, we've got to sweat the big stuff, right? Nobody wants clover in their lawn, right? I've got to tie up the grapes and the tomatoes because the grapes and tomatoes are just getting out of hand. You know, I reckon our grapes at the moment are growing an inch a day. Um, I've I've got to, I've made a whole stack of wreaths. You know, I, I, I want to see them sold or given or moved or done something. If you'd like to buy one, go speak to Josh, he'll sell it to you. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I've got to clean the outdoor seats. Like we've got these, this outdoor setting and it's like under a little pergola and stuff. And, and like the bird, have birds have just done their business all over them. I just don't understand it. You know, go, you've got trees to do that in, not my chairs, right? I've got to, I've got to trim, you know, hedges and sh- shape bushes because, you know, they're getting hairy, Right. We don't want a situation of that. Cut the lawns, like that's, that's a big thing on the list. I've got to sort and tidy up the workshop underneath because that has just evolved into a complete mess. That, my workshop underneath the house is proof that evolution cannot be true, let me tell you, because it's just an absolute disgrace, right? In that list, pardon? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's that's like <laughs> months of Saturdays in my world, right? Just those alone and and yet in that list I didn't see surrender. In that list I didn't see surrender my heart, surrender my mind, surrender my thoughts. You see, our life is filled with lists. But if surrender's not in it, and I don't mean write a list and put surrender. Look, if it works for you, do it. You know, I often, you know, sometimes when I'm wanting to, when Anna and I are going through a season of stuff, you know, I'll get a whiteboard marker and and write on the mirror. Anna hates it because it looks dirty after we've written on the mirror. But it's like a reminder and if it works for you, then, then it works for you. But we've got to live in this moment of inside our, our months of Saturdays, inside our, our, our to, busy to-do lists, lists and, and all of it's pretty good. Like all of it has a really great outcome. All of it, uh, you know, matters. But I sense that there's, there's this thing that God's calling us into right now as a, as a church, as as individuals that in amongst all of these things that really matter, there is one thing that is absolutely most important 
And it's this, we cannot transition into this new season that God longs for us and has for us unless we come to that place of surrender. So I wrote my list. Let me just see. I didn't even get one completed. I ended up sitting down and doing a Jaws puzzle with Josh. <laughs> and it's, I'm not saying that I'm this magnificently great father or anything like that. That's for my family to judge. But I thought, I want to choose something that's most important because all this can wait. But time spent, spent, spent with my son. Time spent teaching him surrender. Time spent instilling into his life will call and shore up the next generations after me. Friends, we can't run into this new season that God has for us unless we come to this place of surrender. You see, what matters most is the kingdom of heaven. Amen? If you've got your Bibles with you, open to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. It's just before Mark and two books before Luke. Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is talking in parables. And just even in the, in, in, in the place of talking about uh, matters of the heart and matters of, of, of parables, he was fulfilling a prophetic word that had been spoken about many, many years before. And I, we haven't got a, a moment to be able to uh, dive into each parable and I would encourage you to do it. Um, but just some of the highlights of this chapter of Matthew chapter 13, there's the parable of the sower. So the sower goes out to sow seed and some seed falls on rocky ground, some seed falls on dry ground, some seed falls on um, shallow, uh, good ground, but shallow ground and, and the seed germinates, but its roots can't be sustained. And, 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 then, and then some seed falls on fertile ground. And then it goes on to the, the, the disciples were confused and they were a bit weirded out. What does this really mean? And, and uh, you know, and, and, and Jesus goes on to explain that the seed is the word and the word uh, uh, is sown into good ground, into fertile ground, or it's even sown into rocky ground and it's sown out. But the only place that the word bears much fruit is in a heart that is fertile ground, a heart that is ready to receive it, a heart that is being prepared by the Holy Spirit to receive his word. And I just 
felt during worship this morning. And that is exactly what it was as Pastor Julie and I desire to pray for you. And that is for your heart to be ready to receive this word. Because I feel that there is an urgency that the Lord is calling for all of us at the moment. And especially uh, in this immediate time that we are to, it's not a recommitment, it's this place of surrender to step into the new season. It's a new place of giving up to gain it all. There's this new place of where the Lord is saying that I have prepared your heart for such a time as this, for it's time for the Esthers, for the Joshuas to stand up. It's time for us as Christian people who are called by His name, who are identified as sons and daughters of the living God to, be, to stand up and be counted and be noticed as people who walk with Jesus. But it has to start with surrender. Surrender prepares the soil of our heart for the seed of His Word. And so Jesus goes on to explain it and Then he goes on to explain the parable of the mustard seed. And the parable of the mustard seed is this. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, they're pretty tiny. And yet uh, the king, and he goes on to, to, to say these words continuously. The kingdom is what? Like. He said, the kingdom is like, and then he'd explain that parable. And he'd say, the kingdom, is, kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. He didn't say mustard seeds. He said mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard bush? They're not that big. And so we, we sometimes, you know, take these, the, these parables and think, well, that mustard seed, you know, grows into this massive bush, it says, a tree here, he sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs. It becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. By nature, mustard bushes are just bushes, they're not trees. The parable that Jesus is saying here is that if you would have faith in him, a small amount of faith, just the amount of faith that Jesus himself has instilled in your life that you were born with from the very first point of conception, that that little bit of faith can grow beyond what is the DNA, grow beyond what is the purpose of that tiny seed just to grow into a little shrub. It grows into a large tree where it is a statement in the middle of that field. Friends, that is the parable of what the kingdom is like, a mustard seed. The parable of the leaven, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. In other words, the kingdom permeates everything. The kingdom permeates everything. And and can I just say this? A lot of the areas that we struggle in is the areas that the kingdom is working at strengthening in your life. Where the Holy Spirit is saying, see that little bit of struggle? I want to strengthen you in that. I want to heal you of that. That little hurt that you're walking in, hey, let that go. 
because I'm replacing it with health. I'm replacing it with life. Amen. That is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Are you catching this? Then there's the parable of the tares. And he goes on to explain that. Then there's verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, and sorry, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And I felt the Lord highlight this parable to us today in verse 45. Again, here Jesus is wanting to emphasise the again. Again, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like. You see, you've got to understand the people who are listening to this. For them, the kingdom was afar off. For them, for what they had experienced, the kingdom was only for large gown-wearing bearded dudes with big hats on, called the Pharisees, called the priests, called the religious leaders. And yet here Jesus was saying something new. And I think too often we can be too familiar we can come into this place and go, well, you know, the kingdom of heaven is, you know, kind of cool. We just get to hang out. And that's really great too. You can hang out with Jesus and Jesus is my best friend. Remember the old hill song? You know, what is it? Jesus' best friend. How does it go? I can't remember it. Don't worry. Yeah. Remember that old song? And, and yes, he is. He's closer than a brother, the Bible says. But at the same time, he is holy. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is roaring lion. He is the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. Man, I can't wait to get to heaven and hear Jesus preach because I reckon he'd preach up a storm and yet whisper and share truth that all of heaven, all of the angels and all of the saints that had gone would tremble under the weight of his power and his anointing. Friends, this is the season that God is calling us into. It starts with surrender. And it ends with magnificent supply. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking Beautiful pearls. We have to understand this is, a, this is a pearl merchant. He knows what he's looking for. He's seen beautiful pearls before. It's pretty hard to see an expensive pearl and know its value unless you've seen an expensive pearl and have had it valued. This merchant is skilled. He knows what he's looking for. It could be a she. She knows what she's looking for. Seeking beautiful pearls. Verse 46. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Friends, 
when Jesus calls us into a place of surrender. It is human, it is natural to think that we're losing it all. But that is not what the kingdom is like. The voice of the enemy would say that you lose it when you surrender it. I'm thinking of on the USS Missouri when, when you know, the Imperial Army and the Navy of Japan surrendered at the end of World War II. You understand they relinquished everything. Economically, they relinquished everything. Their people, everything. Their equipment, everything. They lost it all. Friends, the kingdom of heaven is not like that. Because this pearl merchant gained what? He gained the pearl of great price. He gained it. He obtained it. He got it. It cost him everything. But he got it. The kingdom of heaven is such. Then towards the end of that chapter, Jesus is finished and he goes into his hometown. I mean, imagine finding out for the first time what the kingdom of heaven is like. Imagine. Verse 51, he said, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, Lord. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Verse 53, Jesus journeys to his hometown of Nazareth. Verse 54, when he'd come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they would be astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? See, Jesus did some stuff there for people to take notice. And then they started to reason within themselves and they said, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not, is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they all not here with us? When did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honour except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. 
Friends, familiarity causes us not to surrender. Familiarity causes us to step into unbelief. It causes that mustard seed to only reach its full potential as opposed to the faith-filled, incredible potential that's in the kingdom. Friends, we've got to, you might ask, what do I need to surrender? I would ask that you surrender unbelief, that you surrender familiarity, that every single time you wake up in the morning, every single time you go to bed at sleep, to get, you go to bed to sleep, that there is this moment of Jesus, I surrender. Every single time you go to pull out your Saturday list or your Monday list and, and, you, and you start to write your to-do list, that you put up at the top of it, I'm going to take a moment to surrender. I'm going to surrender familiarity. I'm going to surrender preconceived ideas. I'm going to surrender hurts. I'm going to surrender all these things. Why? Because when I do that, I gain the entire kingdom. When I do that, I step into a new season in Christ. Familiarity sows seeds of unbelief. I'm going to say that again. Familiarity sows seeds of unbelief. Unbelief kills kingdom expression. Today is a day of kingdom expression. I'm going to finish with a story. Um, I had a conversation with a man not so long ago that had grown up in, the, in, in a church. You know, one of those kids that, <laughs> you know, his dad had flown the coop pretty early and, 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 and his mum was basically raising him and his brothers single. And uh, yet every Sunday would, um, you know, drag him to church and gra- drag them to church and, as kids, did they really want to be there? Well, no, not really. And, but, you know, but, but they went and they, they knew the songs and, and, he, and he knows his Bible, man. You know, he really knows what the Word says. He, he knows what the Christian message says. But, 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 but as I began to talk with him, I began to realise that he was so offended by the Christian message. He was offended uh, in his mind that h- how, how could this be because what you're telling me and what the Christian message is telling me is not what I'm seeing. And I said, that's because you have never had an encounter with Jesus. And he said, well, yes, that might be so. And I said, well, if you would believe, you can have an encounter. And he goes, no, no. I said, could it be that what you heard 
is not what you saw. And he said, that is exactly what it is. Let me explain it. He knew exactly what I was talking about. He said, I saw people at church doing the church thing. But outside of that, they weren't doing the kingdom thing. I was listening to people preach the message, but I was not seeing people live the kingdom. And here this man is in his 40s. He has a heart to serve people. Precious, precious life. He gives his life for others. That's what his job is. He's probably living more kingdom than most. (laughs) Friends, this morning is a chance for encounter. Friends, this morning is encounter. But it's got to start with surrender. We've got to do away with that familiarity. We've got to do away with that. I'll tell you why. Let's stand up. believe I didn't put it in my notes don't you love that in the Bible somewhere between Genesis and Revelation it says this God is a consuming fire (laughs) you know what I love about that is he, is he can't have a little bit of God. Jesus said it these, this way, you're either, you're either red hot or you're stone cold. Don't be lukewarm. <laughs> because he can't have a little bit of God because he's a consuming fire. He's a jealous God. He's a consuming fire that once you, are a, you allow him to take hold for that fire to burn within you, That's a fire that according to your level of surrender will consume you. It might take a lifetime or it might take a moment. Friends, our lives are meant to be lived daily in the kingdom, daily in surrender. And I want to encourage you in your joyful moments, in your happiest highlight moments, in your your saddest low light moments, if you would just come to that place, Lord, I just surrender this to you. I love it what Paul said. Paul said, um, uh, the Apostle Paul said, I know what it is to abound and to be abased. I know what it is to have a lot, but have little. And in all of it, I am content. Why? be content when you're surrendered. I just encourage you right now, you just might want to put your hands out. You know, often when we come into that place of surrender or if, if somebody is surrendering, it's like a hands up moment, hands up. Let there be a step of faith 
that mustard seed faith. That Jesus, we put our hands up and we surrender to you. For you are a consuming fire. Lord, we know that as we surrender to you, you just might want to say, I surrender to you, Jesus. I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. For you are a consuming fire. I give my life to you. I give my all to you. Just in this moment, remember the sound. Just, just keep your eyes on Jesus, but just listen to what I'm about to say. It is human to question whether you are fully surrendered. And that's okay. But if you would be reminded of times throughout your day where you just say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. It's a reorientating, repositioning freedom moment. Jesus, I surrender my day to you. Jesus, I surrender my lists to you. Jesus, I surrender my tasks to you. My thoughts, every breath I surrender to you, let it be lived for you, Jesus. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your savior, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected. We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.